king, old king, one king, two king. Betwixt missed calls, missed dunks, there's so much scoring. The alphabet king, the vast king, the beard king galore. Color this timely discussion of lore, this weekly discussion and more on the Paul Espey NBA podcast. Your favorite NBA podcast in an Indian accent. My name is Ashwin and it gives me great pleasure to welcome you back to this gathering of NBA heads, sitting around a room to discuss the best sports league in the entire world. Uh, we're back at it again on the Ball is Bay NBA podcast in a week where the refs showed us that keeping your eye on the ball is just for the players, where Fred Van Vliet threw shade at all basketball experts and the team from Phoenix showed us that when the sun was shining, they did make hay. Speaking of hay, I've got with me, as always, the biggest fan of Elvin Hayes outside of continental USA, the Baron <laughs> of Cologne, and a person whose Instagram feed used to turn the insights of every PETA activist ever, Vineet Devaya. Vineet, we get S there, mein Freund. That means, how are you doing, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Excited. I'm in Bonn today, uh, the city of Bonn, which is very close to where I used to live. And mm-hmm. here for a couple of meetings, and then I just thought I should stop by and record this pod. Definitely, yeah. Dedication towards the pod. Yes. There we go. There we go. So Ashwin, we are going to switch it up a little bit this time. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. in this pod, I'm going to be asking the questions for a change, so that I can feel the the immense pleasure that you get from asking me questions. I shall get derive the same pleasure <laughs> asking you questions and listening to your. Uh. So, I was initially opposed to the idea, but uh, I, I think I want to feel the pleasure of, you know, uh, sounding smart on the spot for once. So yes, I'm going to take yes, that pleasure. Yes. And I, I feel that you should be given the opportunity because a lot of people have complained. Our listeners have always complained. Why don't we get Ashwin to answer the questions? Why is only Vineet answering the questions? So here we go. Mom? So, <laughs> exactly. <it's>, I guess <laughs> I guess that was the listeners like, why is, why is Ashwin not answering any of the questions? <laughs> Okay, mom, I'm going to answer the questions this time. <laughs> All right. So so I think one of the sort of uh, the things that we have never discussed on this pod I, or I hear never being discussed on anywhere is the Nuggets, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. the, the first thing they talk about with the Nuggets is Jokic is great and then that's it. I mean, that's the literal end of the discussion of this team that literally, I, I think they were number two in the Western Conference last year and now they are playing really well. I think they've dropped down to number four. Uh, number three, I think, this week. I think number four. I think they just fell down because they lost to the Lakers. And um, okay. <laughs> and the interesting part about that team is that they have mm-hmm. Jokic, who's kind of a superstar, but not really a superstar. And mm-hmm. uh, the rest of the team is like 23 years old. So the question for you, Mr. Ashwin, is what are your thoughts about the Nuggets? In terms of why they've been so successful, why are they so under? Well, we know why they're underrated because they don't have any superstars. But yes, plus what, they play in Colorado, so yeah. yeah. But what makes them so successful, and why are people not talking about them? I think it's easy to say why they're not talking about it because they don't have that quote-unquote superstar. They play in a small market. I think Denver is a small market, um, and they don't have many household names. I mean, Jokic's name only comes up when people are like, "You can be seven foot tall and." be fat and still be you know pretty effective uh, it's, it's uh, like you said it's a pretty underrated team every single time they talk about them it's only about Jokic or about Jamal Murray's like quote-unquote bad contract 
or yeah. Paul Millsap. But nobody really talks about them. And last year, they were great. This year, they started off a little flat. But uh, I, I think it's not the league is not just about the Clippers and the Lakers and Bucks. Denver is just as just as good a team. Uh, not at that Ecleon. I think they are definitely, I, I think they are one level below. But Why do you think they are a level below? Because they have been performing really, really well. They've been defeating all the top teams. Uh, you know, I mean, they were the, the record was really good till the last week where they lost two games, right? I, I think they started off the season really slow. Uh, not they really. were not playing. No, they had well four losses in total. So no, no, no. I'm not talking about the four losses. See, they're 13 and five. But if you check the stats, they started off on a bad streak, and and I think their schedule is also pretty, you know, on the lighter side. But that's not why they are bad. The the reason that not not bad. What I'm trying to say is. The reason why I say that they are a step below is Jokic this season has not been scoring as much. Like this last season, I think he had a little yeah. more output. Uh, Jamal Murray was it was his breakout season. I think probably the reason why he got that big ass contract. And I, I, it it doesn't uh, feel like you know Paul Millsap has gone better, but as a team, they are still they still have some bad habits. They uh, are little sluggish in the fourth quarter. They don't rely. They not. They don't rely. They move the ball well, but you know the shooting is not great. They are 23 year olds. We must uh, give them that respect. Yes. They're kind of the thunder in that thunder. way. That yes. really, really young players. But um, I think it's just a. It, it, they're never going to get that respect, and I don't think they have what it takes to win that league. But still, I mean. They they are a really good team and you have to play really well to defeat them. It's not that they are a walk in the park. So I think they are and they are in one of those. You know, in the NBA there are teams that you you cannot take lightly. Even if they play right, bad, you cannot right. take them lightly. But I, I think the Nuggets are one of those teams that you absolutely cannot take lightly because they really play well. Even you know, especially at home, but even. Away games. Even away games. Okay, let's oh, go. Let's yeah, go. Even away games. Okay. And and what's the thing that you think makes uh, Jokic so special? You know, like I obviously uh, see, for now, me for me the now now the thing is uh, what I want to say is uh, it might be a little bad habit because uh, I'm getting back into the hosting, but the only person I've ever heard talk about Jokic and the Nuggets, to be very honest, is you. Even on the spot, I think we were talking about them last week being a threat. So what is it specially about Jokic that this season you have liked, Vineet? Wait, what? This whole thing was supposed to be me asking you questions. <laughs> but that's what we, we, we switched up. I mean, you can ask the next questions. But because, see, you've always thought that Jokic not only is a smart player, but also, you know, he knows his limitations and also what has impressed you the most about him this season? I mean, I think uh, for me, the reason that I feel Nuggets win and win really well is because of Jokic. Mm. I mean, he's the, mm-hmm. he's the center player, but he doesn't come off. I mean... He always says this, and I, 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 you know, I interviewed him on the All Star Weekend uh, time. Shout out to yeah, the and I asked him this weekend. question, which is like, do you prefer scoring points or making assists? And he said, yeah, obviously assists. There's like, I, I don't really enjoy taking uh, shots, and I really like distributing the ball. And most players would not say that. And what, ma- and that I think is something that, for me you know, embodies basketball. Like, basketball is about, mm-hmm. like, a team sport. And if your main player is somebody who gets so much more happiness in, like, just distributing the ball, it means that you have four other players who are going to score 
between 15 to 20 points are going to be happy. They're going to keep winning, right? So mm-hmm. Jokic is averaging, I think, like 18 points a game. But he could easily average 25, 28 easily without a problem, uh-huh. right? And the reason why he doesn't do that is because he is distributing the ball to, uh, you know, to Will Barton and uh, Jamal Murray and Paul Millsap. And so you, if you look at their scorings, you know, the other four or five players, they're all between 15 to 20 points. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because Jokic understands that there is a certain limit to how much one person can score. Right. Obviously, James Harden is pushing that limit, but I'm just saying that there's there is a limit. But if five people can score five points extra, that's 25 points easily. Yeah. Right. So for me, I think that's kind of like the the crux of what these guys are doing. Um, The crux is distribute. And it's it's very similar to the way the Spurs play. Right. The Spurs always used to play. Well, not always, but somewhere down the line after 2007, they realized that Tim Duncan is not the scoring threat that he used to be tim duncan moved into a more of a distribution uh sort of role and so mm-hmm. the core was timmy would get his 20 points a game and everybody else would get between 15 to 20 and all of it would run through either tony parker or tim duncan and that was the core of the team right? that's how they they got their shots that's how they got their points and i see the same with the nuggets right Jokic is a willing passer uh and he's good enough offensively where people have to respect him and I think that's what makes the team really good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. If Jokic can start being a little bit more aggressive on offense, I think it will make their team even more better because then people will keep like it. You, what makes Jokic so effective is that people are afraid that he's going to score 30 points on them. <laughs> and the moment they stop getting afraid of that, I think, you know, that that magic of him being able to distribute the ball kind of goes away. So I just hope that for his own benefit, he starts you know, just scoring a little bit more, not averaging 16. I think he should be averaging at least 20, 22 points a game, uh, being very aggressive. Um, so that that's the only thing I think they need to do. Uh, but as a team, they're really good. They're going to be very, very difficult in the playoffs. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what I think. Yeah. I mean, they. Uh, what I uh, was wondering was, you know, la- last year they lost to the Portland Trailblazers at home in Game Seven. So, which I would attribute to, you know, like having a lot of young blood in that uh, group. A lot of people had not seen the Western semifinals at that point of time. So, uh, it's not a bad team, but I think they they ought to be better this year, even better. Definitely yeah. a threat in the playoffs. Absolutely, and uh, and because they don't lack on uh, like they don't slack on defense. I think. Oh no, they're very good defensively. They're very very good. Definitely a threat in the playoffs. All their all their you know guards are very very into defense. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they have the similar kind of like six 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 to six eight guards that kind of run around, switch on defense very quickly. So it's a it's a good team, but uh, they they are they're probably like maybe one. I would say one three and D player away from like a championship team, like a good three and D player away from a championship team. Um, so speaking of Portland, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had predicted. I don't know if you remember <laughs> the prediction on Twitter. Did uh, you, I don't know if you saw it also. But, I, I I don't I don't remember it. <laughs> so so I had done a prediction I think like two weeks back that mm-hmm. Portland is gonna make the playoffs. Make the playoffs. And it's oh, that one I remember. Oh, okay. Oh. No, I yeah. Okay, so that I was. I thought you were talking about a specific player. 
No, 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 not Carmelo. No, no, no. no, no there no, was no, nothing I, there. Yes. No, nothing about Carmelo. Like Carmelo helps everybody else, and I, I, and what I realized is that there are certain p- players like I think Joel Embiid, Damian Lillard, they start off really slow all the time because they're not. Mm. They need some kind of like, I don't know, some kind of external motivation to really play well. Mm-hmm. And I think Dame is kind of that guy where he knows he's good. He knows he can win his game, win his team at 30 points all by himself. Yeah. Um, so he he sort of slacks usually. Usually, if you look at the, the way the Portland Trailblazers work, they usually kind of slack and then they they come up. Do you think that Carmelo has helped in that in any way, or is it? Do you think just sort of you know they you feel like Portland had a bad start and now they're just doing what they're supposed to do? Uh, Portland was supposed to be better, Portland, because last year they were good. And uh, Portland is also, I think, you know, one of those teams which has been helped by the fact that Durant left the Warriors. And Portland now has a little bit more of the equity or equality or whatever the proper word is uh, in the standings. But this horrible start, notwithstanding, I think Carmelo can only help them. As in, he's a natural scorer. scorer. Even though I don't think uh, he's he's played against like proper teams uh, to I mean he played against the Clippers and had nine points which is what I expected I mean if somebody just clamps him down then uh, yeah uh, Melo is not like in the best of uh, like it's not young Melo anymore right so we not should not even Mello be expecting anymore, yeah. no it's not we should not expecting that also but he's still good for you know like a 15 point uh, night on average I th- it's not the worst place for him to be at and definitely, like after they lost Nurkic and John Collins, uh, Portland probably a surprise, but still, I, th- I think it's a good place for Carmelo Anthony. So, uh, your question being, whether, was your question whether they will make the playoffs or will Carmelo Anthony be able to help them make the playoffs? My question was, is it just because Damian Lillard has decided to like you know turn up the knob and like start scoring more regularly? Because because I don't know if you know this, but uh, till I think the last two games. The, the the player that took the most number of shots on the Portland Trailblazers was CJ McCollum. Oh, what? what? Yes, yeah, you would you would oh. imagine it would be Damian Lillard, but it was CJ McCollum. But I, I think it wasn't Lillard hurt or something for a while. He wasn't. No, no. But in terms of per game, per game, shots, per game, okay, per game okay. shots. Mm-hmm. And you know that's just that just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So uh, your you second that, best player should not be taking the most shots. Yes, and unless you're Russell Westbrook. Well, he does not. He does not take as many shots as Harden. Like it's physically impossible. <laughs> I meant for the last 30 years. Oh, you mean for when? Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, Russell Westbrook hate aside, do you think? Do you think it's it's just because? Uh, do you think it's a Carmelo effect, or do you think it's a Damian just like getting his shit together effect? I, I don't think there's any Carmelo effect or anything. I mean, no disrespect to the Western Conference Player of the Week. But uh, I, I, I don't think Carmelo effect is anything. Like, Dame will do his thing regardless. And he's a fighter. Like, he's a proper dog. He will make sure that he carries his team forward. And, and, it's, and even though we usually say that once in the Western Conference you slip, uh, it's it's very difficult to catch up. But I think Portland is, what, ninth, I think, right now. Ninth in the now, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're one, one they're game away. Up. We are one game away from uh, and, the and And, and uh, it's Phoenix in front of them. So, Phoenix I think uh, they should yeah. be fine. Huh. So, I mean, I, I don't expect Phoenix to, you know, like yeah. uh, stay in that place. So, I, I think Portland should be making it to the playoffs. But uh, I, I expected uh, like more from, I mean, I know they're hurt. I know their big guys are hurt and it's not the same team that was there in the conference finals last year. But 
I don't know. Like Portland, I don't have uh, like you know great expectations from them this season. You don't think you don't think they are they are, a, they are a, you know any kind of threat to, in the Western Conference? Nothing like that. No, I I think they have that one person that they need. Like I I think more than the Nuggets. Personally, I think I don't think the Nuggets are one three and D player away from a championship, but I definitely think uh, Portland is like one one uh, big spacer away from being like you know away from the championship. From the championship. Because, from a championship. Okay. Because okay. their backcourt is right now the best in the NBA. Uh, I, I would say better than Harden and uh, Westbrook. Really? I mean, Harden and Westbrook are not. Okay. Like you know, they they're not that sco- uh, that much of a scare on like they're not that great shooters, right? Okay. Harden is a great shooter. Westbrook is not like not the greatest shooter, hmm. but uh, both McCollum and Lillard are trigger happy. They are great shooters. They can work with well with each other, and they've been playing together what for a long time, like yeah, five four, six five, years yeah. easily, easily. Yeah. So I, I, w- I would say they are the best backcourt in the league right now since Curry and uh, uh, Clay are not playing. And I think with that combination, imagine if you give them like a proper space uh, of the floor. I I, th- I think that that's what they are missing, and they don't have it this season, and they don't have it this season, according to me. Oh, they don't. Have, they can okay. make the playoffs. They, they, make, yeah, they, they can make the playoffs, but I don't think. I I don't think they're a better team than even uh, Mavericks. I mean, Mavericks have played pretty good this season, and I don't think the Portland Trailblazers are up to that level. So you don't think they are going to cross the Mavericks this year? No, I don't think so. Okay, okay, that's a bold prediction. Is it is so. it a is it a lock lock Ajay prediction? Uh, definitely, I don't think it's a bold prediction. I mean, Mavericks are have much more upside than the Portland Trailblazers have. Okay, and because the Mavs, they they've not even got Kristaps Porzingis playing to his level yet. Yes, like he's yes, averaging ten to fifteen points a game, and that's not Kristaps can easily easily he should be averaging. He should be very disappointed if he's not taking his average up to the closer to the twenty five point mark in this season because. Like he's fresh, he's got someone who can command a double team in Luca, and if yeah. he doesn't take advantage of it, uh, I would be personally I'd be very disappointed because uh, when I saw them in that preseason game, I thought this team would destroy the West, and they'd be a surprise team in the West. I mean, they are a surprise team in the West, and you know they've been doing really well. Uh, speaking of the Mavericks, mm-hmm. uh, did you listen to the Bill Simmons podcast about? Uh, I, 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 did, I did. I did. I did. And, and, uh, I hate you for the I hate you for the spoiler, but I I still did hear the entire thing. <laughs> so this like, is what I do now. I mean, I go to play basketball in the morning on Saturdays and Sundays. I get up in the morning at like six o'clock. I put the podcast in my ears and I travel, and that's my uh, two journey. So half of in uh, it's a half an hour journey to the court. Okay. So it take like half of the pod is done by there. On the way back, I listen to the remaining half. It's, Wait, uh, you play? You go to play almost every day now. No, no, no. So, uh, weekends. Weekends. Uh, oh, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Weekends. Oh, Saturday, Saturday. Okay, Saturday, that's Saturday. good. That's good. Yeah. So, what did you think about seventeen? I, I think. What well, do you think? It was a little too much, too high, too low. See, I told you right. Top twenty-five easily. Like I don't even have to think about it. Dirk Nowitzki, top twenty-five in my head, without doubt. Okay. And then seventeen is uh, Bill Simmons's uh, personal thing, so I, I'm not sure. I mean, he put up a great point for Nowitzki. That 2011 finals was the first finals that I ever saw completely from game one to game six. So I have a personal connection to that uh, series, and I personally saw him destroy the Lakers, absolutely decimate the Thunder, and I, I it. Uh, like that that was really sad for me to watch but 
I remember what he, he did. He scored like 48 to, or something, right? In a, in a game. First okay. game, game 148, oh, he gave it to Ibaka. Like, I, I remember, just remember, okay, they were all 23-year-olds who huh. could jump out of the building, could switch easily. Ibaka, he made a, a joke out of Ibaka. He destroyed Nick Collison, Kevin Durant, anyone who got, tried to guard him. He could not miss a free throw. Uh, the Mavericks owned the fourth quarter. Russell Westbrook's athleticism didn't come at her. James Harden's beard didn't matter. Kevin Durant's, uh, s- s- like, just snake, doing Kevin Durant type moves nothing. Didn't, nothing. Absolutely nothing mattered. Like, he, he I, oh my God, that game one was, like, one of the, like, I still, I still think that, you know, I, I think on the pod they were discussing that it was either the Spurs series or the Thunder series that was his best. For me, because I saw it live, I think the Thunder series was the best he's ever played. Like, the best. He yeah. destroyed that team completely. Yeah, and and I think, uh, you know, obviously, I don't know if mm-hmm. this pod has ever realized, but I'm like one of the biggest Dirk Nowitzki fans. And I'm sure they've realized that. <laughs> and and it, it, it always used to, like, really hurt me because the Spurs were my favorite team. And my favorite uh, player was Dirk Nowitzki, and they used to have like this <laughs> immense rivalry, immense, yeah. immense rivalry. They're, they're state, interstate also, right? Yeah, the interstate. Same, uh, like so they used to play, play each other three times a year. Four uh, times a year. Four times, sorry, four times a year. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they always were jostling for like, you know, the one or two or three position. Uh, it yeah. was always the Tim, Tim Duncan versus Dirk Nowitzki fight. And I always used to feel, <laughs> man, like Spurs had everything. They had a great team, great coach, yeah. everything like yeah. that, the system. And here you had Dirk Nowitzki with like scrubs, like literal scrubs, you know, just giving it to the Spurs year in and year out. And uh, and that's what kind of like got me really to like Dirk Nowitzki was just that he had this thing where it didn't matter who your team, like his team was, like he, he would just take them to 50 wins. And I think mm-hmm. yeah. those kind of players don't exist anymore for some for some weird reason, like there's no none of these players just say okay you know what screw it i'm just going to take this team and this remember this was like in a loaded western conference you had the phoenix uh-huh. suns the great phoenix suns you had the great lakers you had the great Thank spurs you. all three okay. very very great teams in that in that era so these three were the were the top 3 teams and then you had the mavericks and mavericks used to consistently defeat them and uh-huh. they went to the finals once where they got robbed Completely robbed yeah. because of the refs. <laughs> completely robbed. And that was the reason for that was because Miami was always, you, you know how like sometimes, you know, a they were bigger market. The bigger market. Uh, they had Shaquille O'Neal there. They had Dwayne Wade, the Flash, you know, like. Uh, so it was, he, Dirk was completely robbed of that one. Uh, that one, one time he could like, you know, go past the Spurs and go past everybody into the conference finals. Sorry, NBA Finals. So I was very relieved that he was able to come back somehow in 2011. I don't know how he made it. That team was. I, I swear, I I think that team was at best average. Built for built for that one championship uh, run. It yeah. worked. There were there are basketball gods up there. We are we were yeah. made yes. sure of that. Yes. And uh, yeah. Yes, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Like that that team was you know I mean it was probably the best team that Dirk played with, mm-hmm. uh, but. I mean, Dirk, I didn't, I, I can't think of, like, other than the, you know, early uh, Steve Nash and the, you know, he didn't Jason play with Kidd any, era. any good point guard. Imagine a big he guy. He had Jason Kidd for a while. I mean, uh, okay, not not when he was Jason Kidd. Yeah, yeah he wasn't Jason Kidd at that time. Right, mm-hmm. he was like, Jason Kidd became Jason Kidd in the Nets. Nets, yeah. That's where he, you know, really turned himself out. So, 
for all those reasons, you know, I think 17 is is pretty pretty good. Honestly, I would yeah. I wouldn't have put him 17. I would put him a little bit like. Uh. You know, eighteen would probably 19. be eighteen or nineteen would be my my thing. Seventeen is a little, uh, and I and I can see why it is that way, right? Like, um, he played. I in mean, a, he was the last guy to win without a super team. No, no, it was it no, it was crazy, man. Like his team. Yeah, I, I remember that man. Like it's it. I don't know. His teams are shit, and he was still giving the business to everyone in the Western Conference. Everybody. But just that his legacy for just that two thousand eleven series, I think. Like, people don't give him enough credit for that. Like, people think that, right, it's easy, you know, you need another guy to win, you need to have this, you need to have that. And I, I think uh, after that, everyone has want, have wanted to have, you know, like, another superstar on the team or something. Apart yeah. from maybe the Raptors, but... The you Raptors. Know. But, you know, Raptors got a little lucky. Uh, a little lucky. A little no, lucky. no denying that. No yeah, a little lucky. Yeah. Mm. So, anyway, so now that, you know, uh, Dirk has gone... You know, uh-huh. uh, we have a new champion, a new king, a new tiger, if you may, because that's his apparent uh-huh. thing, right? He's a tiger. That's he's a tiger. Thing. Luke yeah, has a tiger. Yeah, he's got a tiger tattoo, and oh, they call him the yuck. tiger. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Right. So uh, Ta- tiger's pretty Indian, though. I mean, he's European, whatever. By the, no, he's pretty uh-huh. Indian because his grandmother used to come to India a lot. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> he told his me this personally. He personally told me this uh, this tidbit. If you, there is Vinny, video doc- uh, document, my grand my grandma used to come to India a lot. Yeah, he said that. Oh, he said that he didn't say that. You didn't did share that, that video. I did share that yeah, video. Yeah. For uh, that, go to yeah. our Instagram at Ballis Bay Pod to see the video. Um, yeah, it'll be there. It is there. It's it is there. there. Okay. I think it is there. Yeah, it is there. <laughs> we can reshare it again. That's not a problem. Of course, yeah, not thought. Yeah. Not thought. <laughs> yeah. So there is a huge comparison of the way Luca plays and the way LeBron plays. Uh, they are b- great distributors of the ball, difficult to guard, you know, one on one. And I think for the both of us, they are the probably the superstars that we have seen. Maybe KD, like come into the league. Like were you were you uh, following basketball when when uh, LeBron came to the league? I was aware of who won the NBA finals that year, but I was not following it. So recently what I've been doing is like every week I go through one of LeBron's, uh, you know, playoff runs. Oh. And uh, his 2000, uh, what, I think it was the playoffs almost every year, except his first two years, maybe. Yeah, yeah. 2005. Uh, so, uh, see, there, there's no comparing. I'm not going to compare Luca and LeBron because LeBron is like an athletic marvel. And Luca is probably more of a basketball smarty guy. But mm. where I would draw a comparison is how LeBron dominated in that era by just driving and dunking and like making, using his physical advantage because he had to, like you still had the, you didn't have the freedom of movement to, you know, go wherever you wanted, right? Yeah. But today, Luca is doing that in a way, as an, in, as an analogous, what he's doing is simply just as good because Luca is extremely unselfish. He gets rebounds. Like he's not just, you know, trying to run forward and trying he's to make a play. averaging 10 rebounds he, a game right now. Averaging 10 rebounds, averaging close to 10 assists, yeah. uh, averaging what, uh, easily 30 points, 30, like a scoring, right scoring now, yeah. beast, very good shooting. And, uh, yeah. And, and he's so good that, uh, the Clippers double teamed him, which is, I think, a sign of respect in the NBA today. That yeah. we cannot stop you one on one. We have to do something. I'm sorry, yeah. Luca. Yeah. The moment, yeah. like, I think you have to be an exceptionally great scorer for exceptionally great, like unstoppable. Yeah. Not even yeah. great, unstoppable. I think unstoppable. when you are, otherwise, you otherwise, be stopped. In, yeah. Otherwise, in NBA, you know, they, uh, 
however bad you are and as an nba player you know like you you can play enough defense to stop somebody and uh, huh. i think for a team like the clippers who are defensively really good they just recognize yes. like you know we can't let this guy mm. score 30 on us because if he scores 30 on us we are dead because he scores at such a relaxed fast pace easy you know? yeah easy. he's like he's like a wild and easy just easy, easy like you, you'll just be like watching the game like oh maybe lucas scored 10 points and be like what 25 <laughs> yeah you know, yeah you're right it's just like kawhi leonard like kawhi leonard you just won't know and by the end of the game he would have scored like 30 points and like when did he score these 30 points right yeah. and similarly with luka But, very easy uh, comes very easy to him uh, and uh, in terms of comparison do you think that mm. uh just given the way the game is going right the game has become more okay. fast more sort of three pointer type of game uh there's a lot more freedom you can do what you want you can go yeah. where to where you want yeah do you think that lebron if lebron would have come into the league now he would not be that good see i i, I think uh, that's actually a very good question if lebron was in the league right now right it's yeah. a... like if lebron and luka came into the league right now right So LeBron and Luka same class same everything. Do you think LeBron would be as good as Luka? I don't think he'd be as good as Luka because I think I think I if I remember correctly LeBron was not as good with the three point shot early in his career and I think uh, because Luka is a much better shooter he would have been able to space it much better. But what I'd say is like whenever the criticism of lebron not being able to shoot well i have never seen lebron scared to take a jump shot even when he was like you know in the beginning of his thing true his first i think his first points in the nba was a jump shot like a baseline jump shot oh, really? and people who can't, I, i remember that i think it was against sacramento kings or something his first game okay he had a near triple double but his first points were a uh, baseline jumper so he always had the fundamentals his shooting may not have been great given the uh, like the volume of three points that he shoot today yeah but like lebron in ba- ba- i mean you can see him today running the floor like you know anything just imagine what young lebron used to do like he yes. would he yes. could run the floor like anything what i'm trying to say is as long as you don't pigeonhole him to him into say uh, by saying that you know you have to either do layups or three points nothing in between or try to limit his basketball game as in right. at the end of the day lebron was a basketball genius right yes he, he knew when is. to ah uh, still is okay. yes. uh he knew <laughs> he's not he's not retired yet obviously no 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 sorry sorry lebron that's not i know we you're hearing this part but you know what i meant is when you think about young lebron and when when you look at a lot of youngsters today like yeah. he was never scared of taking a jump shot make or miss it he knew that you know he had the athleticism to get where he wanted if he could make it he, he was obviously not the greatest shooter but he, he it would never scare him to take that shot and i think he would have adapted well into that. i mean that that level of talent is you you can make it work somehow i'm i'm pretty sure of that okay i mean and i'm it, pretty sure of that and in terms of like what situation they got into which what is the better mm-hmm. situation do you think the Luka getting into the Mavs is a better situation, or do you think LeBron getting into the Cavs was a better situation? Or, or, or you know, or both I, I are not good both situations. Are both yeah, so both of them are worse? good situations. I, I think both of them are good situations because they both came into a team which was pretty shit without them. <laughs> so it, it and, gives uh, them, yeah. It gives them the freedom to you know do their thing, and nobody's going to question them. LeBron, right. obviously, nobody was going to question that. But no here, Dirk, Dirk gave him the reins for the team. Like this is your team now. Mm. So that's the, I, I think. that that's such a great thing to happen right for a young person 
Yeah. Like even when I play NBA 2K, uh, if I get on as a rookie, nobody's going to pass me the ball if I ask for it. Like I'm not the center of the attention. <laughs> But imagine like in the NBA game. Yeah. First of all, you have to be really good to get the get the reins. Absolutely. Or you have to be, or your team has to be absolutely shit for you yeah. to get the game thing. And uh, Cavaliers got the number one pick, picked uh, LeBron. Uh, Luca went what third, seventh? What where did he go? Third, right? Third, third, I think third, he went third. Third. Yeah. Huh, third to the Mavericks. Great, uh, absolutely amazing. I'm not sure. I, I think, think third or fourth. I he went Trey to the Hawks and then they. Trey went third, third and they yeah, uh, they switched to Luca. Uh, I mean, whatever. <laughs> okay, there are reasons no, some teams the, are the, not. The Atlanta Hawks took took uh, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, no, the Atlanta Hawks took Luca, right? They, they took Luca, and then uh, uh, and then they let Dallas take uh, Trey, and then they uh-huh. switched. But uh, whatever, the whatever they did, uh, Luca is now on the Mavericks, and absolutely, he's got a free reign. He's proved that he deserves it. And I, I think uh, if you if you had to ask him if you need an objective answer for who was on the worst team, I think uh, probably Ma- uh, Luca because he plays in the Western Conference. Like LeBron sure. probably had you know a little more, few more yeah, easy I, games. I think I then. think yeah, that I think that really matters because every day you know Luca plays a very quality team. You know, it's mm-hmm. not it's not it's not even close. Whereas I think when the Cavs. And he came into the Cavs, the the Eastern in Conference. In 2003, who was in the Eastern Conference? Uh, we had Pistons, I think. You had the Pistons. That's that it. Were, yeah, that's it. They were the only good team then. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Pistons. And you had the like the Philadelphia Sixers and all these teams, you know, like Alto Hato teams. Yeah, I'm not sure they were that good. I mean, yeah, I I don't remember it that well, but. Yeah. Um, so, but the, my, yeah, the Pistons mm. were the only. Legit. Pistons were the vanguard for the yeah. Eastern Conference. Like yeah. they kept making the. Eastern semi-finals, and yeah, I, I don't think there was anyone better than that. And I think that's fine. Like you have one team versus in the West, like you have so much shit to go through. Absolutely. And uh, and I and I think uh, both of them probably faced the same kind of media, but uh, I think LeBron uh, more because he was heralded as the next big guy, and what he's done, uh, achievement-wise, I, I don't think it's fair to compare because Luca's just started. So obviously, I'm uh, saying you know. No, yeah. I, I meant. Uh, like expectation versus what they ended up doing at yes. that period of time. Yeah, I mean, I think LeBron exceeded expectations, and those expectations were very the, high. Oh yeah, exactly. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it was not so like did, they yeah. expected one All NBA team and he made five. No, they yeah. expected ten and he made fifteen. Yeah, that kind of like, thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so I hope Luca, you know, remains healthy, which is very important for today's definitely today's game. That's what. Um, yeah, and yeah. so the last question for today is oh my God. the. From my end, at least, is the okay. rookie of the year sort of battle. Battle, if it is a battle. Well, All right. So, who are your fa- top three or four favorites in terms of rookie? I mean, I don't obviously, have top Zion four, man. I have. I oh, have, you don't yeah, have top. Okay. Top three and all is too much, man. Like I, I, the the rookies are the good rookies are all on the Miami Heat, and I don't watch the Miami games uh, at the wrong time. Okay. Uh, I only watch the ones when they play Oklahoma or Houston. Hmm. But yeah, I mean Miami is also doing very well. Shout out to the Miami Heat. I think they are number two in the conference. Number two, number Eastern two, conference. number three. Yeah. Ah, number two, I think in the conference. So shout out to them because I I love Jimmy Butler and uh, that team should do well. I I love Jimmy Butler and Jimmy I, Butler I was in the top fifteen well. by the way. Yeah, yeah, of course, Jimmy Butler was in the top fifteen. Jimmy yeah. Butler is a good team, man. Like, and, no, no, and I'm good. sure. He, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I yeah. mean, I think he's like. Uh, 
he can't be the number one player in a team though i mean he can be but that team won't do very well that's what i mean yeah yeah <laughs> i mean we both also can be number one players in a team yeah i, I i'm uh, auditioning for this uh, under 12 team i'll be the best player on that team yeah no i'm under- i'm kidding i'm kidding no i'm kidding it's a joke like, okay. it's a joke okay <laughs> under <Got it>. 12 <laughs> so 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 okay. let's let's go like, what's your okay top i mean two. i mean let, let's, uh, let's switch it up a little you top 2 fine see the thing is uh, i expected ja, uh, jane what's his name zion to be the guy hmm. i i i would have put all my money whatever uh, thousands i have i would have put all of it uh, in a bet for for uh, rupees yes obviously rupees uh, <laughs> uh, in favor of zion williamson but that didn't work out so i i think i'll go with uh, ja moran for me i th- i think he's he's again in one of those nice situations where you know he he can take charge of a team yeah. playing as a point guard he has great moves uh, nobody really expects memphis to do very well so he can you know do his best he can uh, doesn't have to face the spotlight and thing he my, they let mike conley go so that uh, like that whole place that is there whole era like is kind of gone and they're looking the, for a new exactly champion. exactly yeah. exactly yeah. that whole thing is there for him he's played some very good games a couple of uh, game winners and all but like overall i think right now I, i would say if i had a vote if the nba gives me a vote i would have voted for jamal yeah, yeah same but, but also uh, yeah um I I feel this RJ Barrett got a tough deal like going to New York Knicks which is I don't know it's like a curse like why why would you end up on the Knicks like he could have gone I I know it's not his choice but maybe if he I had mean, gone to a better team maybe you could have seen something But I think RJ more. Barrett really he, he I mean if you look at the you know RJ Barrett and Jam Morant's cases they both went into shitty teams I feel like RJ Barrett could have been a little I mean and let's be honest it's not like the Memphis are doing really well you know I think they have no, like two, they have two or three <laughs> different game you know but in terms of like taking over games taking big shots taking decisions mm. you know like playing like running the team I think RJ Barrett could have done it but for some reason he's not he's not really doing it and even he was the you know number 2 pick i think or number 3 pick uh, i think number 2 number 3 number 3 number 3 yeah yeah number 3 uh, number 2 is jam jamoran oh yes 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 yeah. and uh, so I, i feel like rj barrett if he displays even a little bit of leadership qualities and like you know takes new york next to like a, a bunch of like good wins uh, the whole city will kind of just embrace him uh, he just needs to do those things and i don't know why he's not able to do it because he, from a talent perspective he's really really uh, good as three reasons n y k he plays for the new york knicks <laughs> that team ain't winning and that poor uh, coach is going to get fired is what i've heard not from All my right. sources but from the interwebs that's yeah from the interwebs <laughs> that's crazy yeah. before before we you know close this uh, part for this for today did you see mm-hmm. the fight between uh, yanis antetokounmpo and blake griffin i saw it like 5 minutes before we started recording like you can't you won't believe it oh wow 5 okay. minutes 5 minutes before i started recording i like it it came as a suggestion on youtube ah <gasps> <gasps> they are tracking us they have got us they have got us they have they have got us damn it these algorithms yeah, tr- tricking these us these big in. companies with the big money man i'm telling you man give us some i'm telling you, you. <laughs> stop exploiting yeah, that's, us that's what you mean that's what you mean not like don't uh, spy on people just give us some of them just man. give us some of them that's it spy 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 yeah. as much as you want 
So what do you think about that fight? Do you think there's some... Oh, you're talking about the fight. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think Blake Griffin can fight Yanis. Yanis is a... I mean, they're both strong people, but I don't know. Yanis has a little bit more juice, I think, more than... Do you think Yanis would win that fight? Oh, hells to the yeah. Yanis would win. Yanis has those long arms. Like, he can be here and, like, punch. He can be 10 feet away and punch Blake Griffin. Huh. I, I thought, and, actually, Blake Griffin uh, yeah. is kind of like a gangster. That's what no, I think. man. No? Blake Griffin gets punked too many times. Like, do you remember him on the Clippers? I, I, I thought there were at least some 10, 15 times that he could have started a fight, but he chose not to. Like, people would just uh, whack him. What was it? Like, Memphis team and... Uh, like, Clippers used to play a lot of uh, playoff games. Against, and then yeah, they yeah. used to keep losing keep and losing, Keep right? losing, yeah. Keep. They, they, I think uh, Warriors had punked uh, Griffin. Memphis had punked him. And he never fought back like I, I thought it was pretty weird like Blake Griffin has been one of the most muscular people yeah. in the NBA since his uh, oh my debut God. Blake Griffin was ah. like a monster oh. he still is yeah 6 foot 8 ah, see, see, obviously yeah, no, yeah. no denying that but uh, but I, I don't think I don't think Blake is a fighter I don't think anybody is a fighter but at least Giannis would have that mean face right so uh, <laughs> is it I, a, I, 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 would, I don't know I, I feel like Giannis is a little soft like I don't think okay. like he has that like, even though he's from this, like, actual streets of Greece, you know. Uh, uh, I don't think Greece uh, is like Compton or something. It's like, streets of Greece. The streets of Greece are paved with... Oh, uh, are they bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they, they are. bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah they are. They're kind of bad, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. uh, of the whole recession that happened in Greece. So, like, things are kind of tough. I mean, was, wasn't he an immigrant? Was he, was he like, yeah, affected yeah, by the recession? Yes, yes, yes. I think he's. No. I think. I think he's of Nigerian descent. I'm not very. Yeah, sure. yeah. He's, he's from the tra- same tribe as uh, Olajuwon. So, like I said, Yanis. Uh, uh, so, I found the article in the meantime. Yanis was born to Nigerian parents. I mean, parents from Nigeria who emigrated to Greece, and uh, Hakim was a Nigerian American. I mean, he was Nigerian first, and then he was. And they are from the, apparently from the same tribe. So, what does the tribe mean? Undefeated. Something no, like the that. tribe. <laughs> the article is in the undefeated. <laughs> oh, the article is in the undefeated. Yes, the tribe name is Yoruba. <laughs> Yoruba, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Okay, well, I think that's all I have for today, my friend. That's all oh I have God, for today. How did you feel uh, being asked questions? I, I, I felt a little uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable, uncomfortable okay. but I but I think you're you're a natural at asking questions. I'm a natural uh, at asking questions. Asking questions. The, but the you're question. not a natural at letting other people answer. So we need to find that right balance somewhere. <laughs> That's not true. We, we, we will let the audience decide. Yes, we will We will let the audience decide. How, how did you find uh, uh, Vinit's question asking abilities? And yes. his, his being the host of today's podcast. And the audience says yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> okay, mom, you you got to answer. Okay, all right. <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. Yeah. Uh, so, so since uh, my rookie uh, Vinith has uh, uh, like done a very good job of you know uh, being the host of this pod, I will graciously end this pod by saying thanks to everyone for listening to this podcast. Uh, we are there, obviously, on Spotify. We are there on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. Please go rate the podcast, subscribe, follow, whatever that button is, which enables you to get updates. Do it. Uh, you can also uh, say, hey, Google, play the latest episode of Ball is Day podcast and it'll work. Yes. Which, is, uh, which, 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 which I think is a nice trope. We are going to use it 
for marketing purposes soon. Let oh. us know if you have any questions. Let us know if you have any requests. If you want us to interview a certain uh, player or opinion, or if you want us to delve into some important things. Next week, we're going gonna, to gonna talk about some very important uh, player from the 70s. We're not going to tell you who it is. but yes. uh, Also, probably the best player of the 70s. Probably, probably, in some probably. words, in, in some, some people's words. words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to do that. Uh, so please stay tuned. And uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, say bye, Vineet. See you guys. Bye, Ashwin. Bye.